catching you up on the latest stories from around the Sunshine State that you should know heading into this Friday, June 3rd. I'm Matthew Bell, and this is The Point from WUFT News. Ventrice Driscoll is a representative in the Florida House of Representatives from the 63rd District in Hillsborough County. She's also the first black woman elected as the Democratic leader in the Florida House of Representatives. Driscoll says she sees the position as a chance to make change. WUSF's Steve Newborn spoke with Representative Driscoll to get some of her thoughts on the position and the uphill battle she faces against a largely Republican chamber. Here's Ventrice. I see it as an opportunity. Like when I look at our caucus, even though we may be smaller in number, we're around 42 right now. I see not just those who are serving in the minority, but I see leaders of their community. I see people with a lot of heart and passion. And they're just like me in the sense that they know coming to Tallahassee each and every time we are outnumbered, but they come back every day and they fight. Why? Like who, who does that? And so in serving as a minority party, you know, I always say it's our goal to push for transparency, to push for accountability, to try to make bad bills better. So no, we're not able to stop every bad bill. We're not able to pass the big sweeping sorts of things we want to see in Florida legislation, but we stay and we fight because it's important that we serve as that line of defense between what this triumvirate controlled Republican legislature and executive branch want to do. We know that we're the last line of defense and and it's important to have that because right now things in Tallahassee are just so far out of balance and, and that's how you get some of the bad bills we've been seeing. So I actually see it as an opportunity. So how do you go about motivating your colleagues to stay united? You have to have a united front with your numbers. Do you think that's a difficult thing or do most Democrats seem to be on the same page and want to be united against what you call this triumvirate of Republican power in Tallahassee right now? You know, so I've I've only had the opportunity to serve in this role for about a week now. So it's interesting to see what we can do and, and how it can evolve, how my leadership style will evolve. What I think is important is making sure that people feel a sense of belonging and that they feel united in that fight. It sounds like a a very simple thing, but just articulating what are our goals and also thinking about what success means and how do we define that. So if success won't mean that we get Medicaid expansion passed, right, because we just don't have the numbers to do that, what does success look like for our caucus? Representative Driscoll, you uh, have the honor of being the first Black woman elected in this position How does that make you feel? And do you believe that you bring maybe a voice that has not been heard in this position? So I'm very proud and honored to be the first Black woman to hold this role. And I know that I stand on strong shoulders, including some right here in Tampa Bay, the Honorable uh, Senator Arthenia Joyner, who was the first Black woman to serve as Senate Democratic president. And so even though I may be the first, I know that hopefully I won't be the last and I can draw on inspiration from others. Hopefully other young Black women will see my example and know that if I can do it, then hopefully they can do it too. You say that you're kind of a backstop trying to prevent some more of the extreme Republican views from becoming law out there. But what about the issues you think that you can get past? Floridians are not able to access high quality, affordable health care in the numbers that we should. We have to look at Medicaid expansion. I don't need to tell you that Florida is in the midst of an affordability crisis when it comes to housing and property insurance rates are through the roof. So we need to look at real solutions there. For too long, my colleagues across the aisle have raided our affordable housing trust fund and have left it, frankly, just running on fumes. And all the while, Florida has been experiencing growth and now we've got an affordability crisis. So we need to reverse course on that and correct it. 
And then the last piece is uh, safety. And you can look at that a number of ways. I think the way that's on everybody's hearts and minds right now is what can we do to prevent other mass shootings here in Florida. And we have got to take a hard look at that, whether it's expanding the red flag laws so that guns don't get into the hands of uh, the people who should not have them, mental health resources, and making sure that our schools have the resources that they need to harden our schools and keep our kids safe. Representative Fentress Driscoll is the new uh, House Minority Leader. Congratulations to you in that role, and thank you so much for talking to us. Thank you, Steve. I appreciate it. That was WUSF's Steve Newborn speaking with House Minority Leader Fentress Driscoll. Now, let's get you caught up on some of today's top headlines. Governor Ron DeSantis signed a record budget into law, but also vetoed more than $3 billion for North Central Florida. Items removed from the budget include money for a $1 million food harvesting program and $20 million for new state aircraft. House Democrats criticized the budget, saying it didn't adequately help Floridians with rising housing costs. TV20 reports that Alachua County lost $11.5 million to renovate Country Road 232. The University of Florida also lost money in the budget, seeing nearly $30 million go towards a new music building. Tropical storm watches were issued in Florida, the Bahamas, and Cuba as a system that churned through Mexico heads east. The U.S. National Hurricane Center in Miami says the storm, once known as Agatha in the Pacific, has been renamed to Alex as it makes its way east through the Atlantic. In Florida, the tropical storm watch extends from Longboat Key on the Gulf Coast across the southern Florida peninsula, including Lake Okeechobee and the Florida Keys. Jacksonville Sheriff Mike Williams will resign after violating the city's charter by moving to Nassau County last year. The announcement came just hours before city attorneys were set to release a legally binding opinion on whether Williams had vacated the sheriff's role by moving out of the county. WJCT reports that in his resignation letter, Williams says he believes a legal battle would not be in the best interests of the community. Governor Ron DeSantis will appoint an interim sheriff until Jacksonville is able to hold a special election to fill the role. According to Duval Election Supervisor Mike Hogan, the appointed sheriff will serve until the special election this November. Florida's Agency for Healthcare Administration will no longer provide gender-affirming care under Medicaid. Announcing the change late Thursday, a representative of the AHCA says the decision follows a review of the available medical literature on the treatment by five experts. According to WMFE, the Florida Department of Health in April published guidelines warning against the use of gender-affirming care in children younger than 18. The Florida chapter of the American Academy of Pediatrics, however, rejected those same guidelines and continues to support the use of gender-affirming care, calling it, quote, life-saving. Subscribe to The Point Newsletter which drops the latest Florida stories into your inbox, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Visit WUFT.org for more information. I'm Matthew Bell, and you've been listening to The Point from WUFT News out of the University of Florida. Have a great Friday.